Ladies and gentlemen, hide your kids, hide your wife. We got William. The Gray Zone. <laughs> and me, Gray Thompson. In the special edition of The Gray Zone. Welcome, buddy. Uh, William, is it William Kent? Dent. That's what I thought. I don't know why. You know what happened? I swear to God. Uh, Matt McGahee, our buddy, just sent me a thing about one of your guys who looks like Clark Kent. And I'm like, I'm talking, I'm introducing William Kent? Because you're kind of like a superhero. Frankly, they should change (laughs) Superman's name. Not really. (laughs) (laughs) You're more fun than him. He's been sad in his movies. I try. The man, the myth, the legend, William Dent, Georgia superfan. Welcome to the show, buddy. Um, we Great met down in here. Jacksonville for the Georgia-Florida game, yeah. the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, which is what we're always going to call it here on the Gray Zone. Uh, and it was a blast. Um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> I have been every year since 1985. Wow. I mean, just yeah. for a second. Just a second. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, um, kind of a little background. I, I, Gray, never stepped foot in a UGA classroom. Never, never matriculated. Never walked in in, in a building up there. But I've been going since 1975, and I attribute my love of UGA to my grandparents. Um, both are graduates. My grandfather was a retired extension agent out of Madison, Morgan County, which is right next door to Athens. Okay. And my grandmother, as a freshman at the university in 1929, attended the dedication game of Sanford Stadium against Yale. Wow, really? And, yes, and in 1988, for my birthday, she framed her ticket stuff. How cool. Ticket stuff? What are those? uh, So (laughs) I, I, I get it. I get it honestly through the blood. Okay, good. I'm, I'm really do. glad you mentioned that because that's one of the things that look. It, I think it's so stupid. How would I? How do I say this? F- fans who get upset at people who are fans of schools that they didn't go to. It's like, okay, do you get to be fans of NFL cities you didn't live in? It's so stupid. If your school can't get people who are fans of the program who didn't go there, then your school sucks. Your program sucks. Like. I just think it's so dumb. And more to the point, William, anybody hanging around you for any length of time is going to leave liking the University of Georgia more than when they didn't know you. You know what I'm saying? Like you do more to 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 enhance that program and its culture and the people around it than most. And I sincerely love celebrating people like that. So I'm really glad you're here, man. Every second I spent with you is like that. It's like, man. Am I a bulldog here or what? I mean, definitely. Obviously, I was pulling for the dogs, but it was just a blast, man. I love the way you represent Georgia. Um, well, I, I just have one simple motto. Show up and have fun. Show up and have fun. Man, motto. You live by it, dude. It's tattooed on <laughs> your do. forehead. I do. And my sister-in-law, you know, she always says, William, 90% of it is showing up. And with the exception of... Um, Texas A&M. I've been to every SEC city, SEC city multiple times, Nashville, Lexington, Knoxville, Tuscaloosa, Auburn, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And <laughs> you left you know, out I Starkville. Have, and I, and I have Jacksonville, of course. And I have, you know, I have friends, you know, I, I talk about Columbia, Missouri. All right. People say Columbia, Missouri. And I, I say, you know what? 
um, it's all what you make it. And, um, you know, I found a great bar called the Black and Gold. Wait a second. So you were there this weekend, just to confirm. No, I was not. This this is in the past. Okay. When George was like out in yeah. Columbia. That's why no, I'm I was asking. in That's Athens fine. this weekend. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, in Athens. And, oh, my God. Of course. <laughs> oh, Athens. Of course. Uh, and, you know, I tell people, I went in 2012 with two cousins and a great friend of mine, um, CJ, who you met at the cocktail party. Of course. Great guy. And so we get in, you know, we're there Friday night, we're downtown, they have a concert, we're sitting there drinking beer, and I know this is going to shock you, but I met a friend in the parking lot, all right? Wait a second, what? Um, met a guy, you know, a local couple, and after a short bit, I said, Chris, are you going to be here for a minute? He said, yes. He said, well, I said, I, said, I got to go get another beer. He said, you want a beer? I said, yeah. His wife won a VIP package from the local radio station. Guess who got us beer? For the next hour or so, while the concert was going on. <laughs> wait a second. Right? Okay. <laughs> so then, it, wait a minute. It 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 gets better because the concert ends about I don't know ten or ten thirty, and Chris looks at me and says, "What are you and your buddies going to do?" I said, "Well, you know, we took a cab down and we're going to hit a couple of bars and you know go home." He said, "No, you're not." So the six of us, none of who was sober, I'm sure, climbed into the back of in their Ford Escape, and they took us this little cinder block A-frame building. You know, right off the interstate, right. called the Black and Gold. Great little bar. We walk in. We're the only Georgia people. They bought us beer for the rest of the evening. My buddy and his wife took us back to the hotel, and I stayed in contact. So, you know, don't turn your nose up at a town like Columbia, Missouri, until you actually go, because you show up and make the best of it, and inevitably, you can find fun stuff to do in any town. You just got to find it. William, you could find stuff. You could make fun stuff happen in outer space. I try, you know, it's sometimes it's tough, but I try, but you know, you just go and, and just go with the idea of I'm going to have fun and you'll have fun. You know, if it's doing simple stuff or go, 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 you know, I'm sure Matt's told you about the process for Georgia Florida weekend. You experienced it. You know, we have things we do on Friday and then tailgate Saturday and karaoke Saturday night. And then you get up Sunday morning and struggle home and you think about how much fun you had, but um, and you beg for forgiveness ever since. And you beg, you know, it's easier to ask forgiveness and permission. Um, <laughs> uh, thankfully, thankfully, all of these years, I've never involved law enforcement, not so much as a traffic ticket. Bravo. I find it a little hard to believe, but wow. Well, my mother. Wait, wait, wait said, a second. You said you've uh, never involved the police. Surely you right. had a few words with them, right? No, no, never, no, not even no. words. I figured you'd just be no. talking to them because they're cool. Now, now I talk to them, but not words, words where I'm getting belligerent or, no, or no, no. You know, fussing at them or whatnot or questioning the things they do. Um, you know, that's a hard job, and God bless them. But my mother always said, "Great God looks after drunks and fools," and I think I'm living proof of that on a regular basis. <laughs> Moms are the best, are they? <laughs> they are the best. Moms are the best, and my mom was very wise. Yes, she was. And your yes, mom, she was. was she a dog too? Um, I think by association, you know, when we used to go when I was a kid, we lived in Warner Robins, which is south of Atlanta. And, you know, um, my grandparents lived across the street. So, you know, grandparents, parents, me and whomever else would pile in the car about seven o'clock. You know, this is when all games were at one o'clock. There was no night games or whatnot. And, you know, we when we came into Athens through Madison, it was a place that they – but there for years, the building's no longer there, but 
my grandfather had a standing order for fried chicken. A standing we, order? A standing order. They knew he was coming, and we pull into the parking lot, and a few minutes later, he came out with a bucket of fried chicken. We had boiled peanuts, pimento cheese sandwiches, deviled eggs, pound cake, you know, cholesterol city, but um, parked at the same place, and <laughs> I had the guy that worked at University Park. Us. Of course, he got a plate of food and a handful of money. Um uh-huh. But um, no, it's you know you build that tradition up, and it, it's it's a lot of fun. Of course, you know going on the road, you know, going to Athens is fun. Athens is a fun town, and and, and you need to come down and experience that. But oh, I've done it. I've been there with Matt. I've been there huh? with Matt on. Uh, it wasn't a very fun day playing Nichols State at home for Kirby Smart's first home game as the Georgia Bulldogs head coach. Nichols State was winning at the half. It got they scary. <laughs> yes, they were. But what you need to do is you need to plan to come to Athens when you can spend an evening. I've uh, I've gone there for yeah. shows and stuff. I've been to Athens plenty. I've only been there for two football games, but yeah, I can't wait to come back. Sure, yeah, I'm not going to Athens without hanging out with you, though, buddy. That's the truth. Well, you know, it, it's just a fun town, and I, win or lose, I've always had a good time up there. But so again, I go back to it. I inherited all this through the blood, not by being a student. I don't so care. I don't care about that. Up. You don't have to quantify that anymore. Not around here. Um, but a lot, you know. A lot of stories, and um, so, yeah, lots of fun time over the years. Lots of good times. And more to be at. Lots of dogs. We had a great time in Jacksonville. So we stayed in Jacksonville Beach, which is about 25 minutes outside of town. And when you met, you mentioned the plan before. Brother, this was more than just a plan. This was a, a ritual, a rite of passage almost. But it helped me so much. Like, I didn't ever once have to question where we were going for food, for having fun, for the games, for parking, for anything. It all just kind of happened around me. Honestly, and I've been telling people this ever since, how could I ever possibly hope to have a better experience at the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, right? I mean, I couldn't. Like, if I ever go again, it's not going to be better than this. The weather, the people, the game, for crying out loud, the George Bulldogs being up at number one. Florida not playing well at all. <laughs> Couldn't ask for anything well, more. It, 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 I call it the process, and I've spent thousands of dollars and many years perfecting it. And, um, <laughs> of course, now the, the pizza place, that was new. Yeah, but that again, I didn't have to worry about it. You brought us and, to the um, place where we started. You know what I mean? Yeah, Pete's Bar yeah. was great. And um, then, um, uh, so, you know, I, like I said, I spent... Many years and thousands of dollars getting it, you know, perfecting it. And, again, it's just a great time, and everybody likes Pete's Bar, and everybody likes Wipeout. Of course, we got a great <laughs> tailgate location with a little sandwich shop. What was the name that, of the sandwich shop? Awesome location. What's the name of the sandwich shop? I forgot. Uh, Russ Doe's. That's right. That was really, really good. Old school, yeah. white Old bread, school. fried bologna, sandwiches oh. like that. Oh, it was so good. And the, yeah, your pimento yeah. cheese. Oh, my God. Do you remember yeah. the name of the pizza joint? Josephine's. Josephine's, if you're ever in the ja- in Duval, I should say. Or is it Net- Duval? Net- oh, my God. I'm Net- so bad at it. If Duval, you're ever down there, Net- check it out. That place was outstanding. The food was amazing. The service was incredible. It's at a really cool spot. So if you can't get in or you want to do something else, there's a lot of other stuff to do. It was cool. Yeah. That, that Neptune Beach area is really cool because it's about a block or two of just restaurant and bars and there's another place called Pose. They have pretty good food, too. Oh, my God. Um, I'm, I'm just now remembering how much here. time we spent out there. 
What was that yeah. outdoor bar there? <laughs> Jeez. Which what out the outdoor um what was what it? The what last one we mean? went to when we were watching the Braves. Hmm. <clears throat> Friday night. Friday night. Let me think now. Is it on the process uh, schedule? Well, no, it, it wasn't. But... <laughs> oh, oh, oh! I know what you're talking about. Um, oh man, lemon bar. The lemon bar. The lemon bar. Yeah, okay. that was good. It was, it was mm-hmm. good. Yeah, it was good. It's a good place. I enjoyed it. I hadn't been there before, but it's a good place. I hadn't either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, um, but anyway, so, um, it's, it's, you know, I just love football and love UGA football and Athens is a great town. And, you know, when the weather's good, it makes it even better. And, um, you, you, you met Jim Riley. He was in our group. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually parks next to me in Athens and, um, he, he does all the cooking. He normally, you know, he'll, he's got a great setup. I thought I was a pretty good tailgater. He's, mm-hmm. he's got it down to a science. And, you know, one game we've had fajitas. He did chicken and waffles this past Saturday. Now you're talking. And, um, that's a, that's, it's a blessing to have somebody like that that is willing to, <clears throat> you know, let you jump in the fray. And he's, he's a lot of fun. Him and his buddies are a lot of fun. And um, funny story about Jim, I started talking <laughs> – in in our parking lot in 16 for G Day. Okay. It's church parking lot, you know, easy in, easy out, air conditioned bathroom, which is really, really important. Wow. And um, so, you know, so I was, I was in there for the first year and then 2017 was there. And, and 2017 was, that was a bucket list year for me. I went to Notre Dame, mm-hmm. National Championship, wow. Rose Bowl. Yep. That and, Rose Bowl. And, Threw in a trip to Army Navy with a good friend of mine who's a West Point graduate. Was that right? Wow, good for you. So he and I, we flew to Philly, and so we're at the tailgate, and me and this other guy have Georgia hats on, and okay. it turns out it's Jim that's parked next to me in Athens because his daughter's um, Naval Academy. Okay. So we made that connection at, at, uh, up in Army Navy, which was really cool. Wait a second, that's um, how y'all met? That, yeah, <clears throat> really, oh that's God. how we officially met. Yeah, we knew we we had seen each other. It took going to Philadelphia and meeting at a, Ar- a Army Navy tailgate to put two and two together. Say, <laughs> hey, you know, we're neighbors in that. Yeah, yeah. Jim's yeah. a cool so, guy. Um, I, I drove all over Jacksonville, and anytime anybody was looking for a car to go on, I'm like, Jim, 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 you're with me. You can ride with me because I knew he was going to be no drama. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, so Jim's a great guy. Yeah, and uh, his his buddies are also awesome. Um, but I have been, I've been really blessed to have met some really great people in a parking lot at an away game. I'm sure you have. <laughs> I have. I've got a great friend of mine out in California that met. Um, we met uh, 13 years ago at the George Auburn game in Auburn, and um, he's in the insurance business like me. His Oldest son went to Sanford and graduated. His okay. middle child, youngest son, graduated from UGA, and his daughter's a sophomore at, at Sanford over in Birmingham as well, and um, hosted us for the Rose Bowl. And I just, you know, and, and that friendship started on a cold Saturday morning 13 years ago in Auburn. <clears throat> mm-hmm. That's awesome. Nothing, so, nothing like college football to bring people together. That's the truth, man. Hey, buddy, I mean, that's why we're doing it. It, it, you're exactly right. And, 
you know, the I, I don't I don't I don't think the folks up north get it. And, and I'll I'll tell you a, another story. Years ago, we had some. We had <laughs> what some, folks up north? Which ones? Well, the you know, I'll I'll tell you the story and hope hope you understand what sure. I'm saying. I'm listening. Um, we used a couple used to live across the street from us. They were both Purdue graduates. All right. So Spoiler makers. Boilermakers, but they have beaten two number three teams this year. Jeff and I were talking about that. Um, they got so another one coming up. They got another one coming up, and I hope they, I hope they get the trifecta. But anyway, um, <laughs> every up until the last few years, every spring they do the Bulldog Road Tour, and they, you know, have meet Bulldog Club meetings at, at certain occasions. Well, they had one down at a little hunting preserve right outside of Macon, open air facility, great barbecue from a local place in Macon. So. You know, I told Jeff, I said, you know, why don't you come down here with me? He said, yeah, okay. I'll go. I said, okay. So, you know, we, we get down there about 6 o'clock. We had a beer trailer. And, you know, it was $20 to get in. You had beer, okay. you had barbecue, and you got to hear Coach Rick and the basketball coach and, and one or two of the folks from UGA speak. So, you know, we got down there kind of early, and we got in, and we're drinking beer, and more people more people come in. And so, you know, Jeff's kind of looking at me, and, when we got ready to go, I, as I was walking out, I asked the lady at the door, I said, how many did y'all feed tonight? How many did y'all feed? He, she said, um, about 200. Mm, good grief. And yeah, and so we get in the car and we're going up the road and Jeff looks at me and he says, there's no way we could have gotten 200 Purdue fans to pay $20 each to drink beer, eat barbecue, and listen to the game. He said, I believe it, man. He said, I believe this stuff. It's huge. College football is huge in the South, and of course, up North is you know more pro pro football. Um, but yeah, I remember that story about him commenting about two hundred people. They couldn't get two hundred Purdue fans to pay twenty dollars to come see the coaches talk and drink beer. I uh, I wonder if they'll have that problem this weekend playing Ohio State after, like you mentioned, beating two of the top five. So we'll see. Um, they, but you're not wrong. There there it's it's an what well, I say you're not wrong. Let's be real clear about this, William. The Georgia Bulldogs travel like nobody else. A lot of teams travel well. Nobody, and I think anybody can agree, nobody travels like Georgia. Nobody, not even close. Y'all, I say you sold out. Y'all filled up all those empty seats at Notre Dame, that, that game you just mentioned in South Bend. Uh-huh. Y'all bought a uh-huh. lot of those tickets up. Y'all also <laughs> filled up Wembley Stadium for the the uh, baseball game. Good grief. Oh, yeah, um, for the Chicago Cubs. Did yeah. you go to that uh, game, by the way? Yep. That's crazy. I, I did not go. Okay. No, I, did, I didn't go, but my, I think my younger brother went. Um, but, you know, SEC fans in general travel, you know, at, at all the school, you know, the big schools, LSU, Alabama, Auburn, mm-hmm. all of them travel well. Uh, in 2008, Georgia played out at Tempe, Arizona State. Mm-hmm. All right. We went out there. Great, great time. But, they had this archaic rule. You can't start tailgating until three hours for game time. And it's only beer and wine. And we're just laughing at that. So, in yeah, that was the rule. In downtown Tempe, the main drag was um, Mill Avenue. It's like Broad Street in Athens. Okay. And the corner of Mill Avenue and 3rd was a two-story bar. It had a German name, and I, I can't remember it. It became the de facto headquarters for the Georgia fans. Georgia bought about 25,000 seats. Okay. We, had, we had a third of that stadium. And Doesn't surprise me. No, no lie, Greg. The bar ran out of boots. 
Uh, that doesn't surprise me either. <laughs> yeah, they ran out of booze. Yes, and uh, but you know your big schools again, LSU, Auburn, um, but I think all SEC schools, with a couple of exceptions, they just travel very well. But you know we did, we took over Notre Dame. We did, and um, oh yeah, um, you know Rose Bowl, but yeah. Yeah, the Rose Bowl um, against Oklahoma with Baker Mayfield, right? Yes, and yes. Y- y'all had Sonny Michelle and um, what Nick was Chubb. so was it fifty fifty at the Rose Bowl for that one? Well, it was it was hard to say because they're both shades of red. <laughs> um, it really was. But, um, William, I, I got to tell you, I'm afraid that the college football playoff this year is going to look the same way with teams like potentially Ohio State, Alabama, Cincinnati, Georgia, Oklahoma. Like no matter how we slice it, it's all going to be red and black and white teams. <laughs> It'll be red. Um, Having been to the Rose Bowl, you always hear about the Rose Bowl being the granddaddy of them all. Mm-hmm. Having been there, Gray, I get it. I do. It, it, to to experience it, you realize, yeah, this is the granddaddy of them all. Because I've been to the Rose Bowl, Peach Bowl, Sugar Bowl, Independence Bowl, yeah. you know, Capital One, Outback, Gator Bowl. There's nothing like walking into that old stadium no. and you say, yeah, this is the granddaddy of the month. And Pasadena's mm-hmm. gorgeous. And, you know, yeah, I imagine you're not in a hurry to get in or out of there, which you don't really have a choice going to the Rose Bowl. Um, no, you don't, because for whatever reason, the traffic doesn't flow well in or out of that place. It's not really yeah. designed it, for it. No, <laughs> no, it's not. And, and the Rose Bowl is actually right smack in the day of a, in the middle of an of a, of residential area. Yeah, neighborhood. So that's part of the problem. Yeah, it, it was tough getting in and out of there, um, but we had a great time. It was a great experience. And um, but yes, I now again, it's the granddaddy of them all, and I get it. What do you do for the other? Eight? Look, I hate when it's the off season, right? We need a name for it so I can really hate on it. But what do you do the other eight months out of the year? I can't stand it. What do you do? Oh my do you God. do you for example do you participate in other Georgia sports gymnastics for example basketball anything like that baseball of course I I try to get to Athens for a couple basketball games um, the the Georgia and Georgia Tech they play home and home Atlanta and Athens so when they come to Atlanta I, I go there and then they didn't do it last year of course because of COVID but in years past the you know before um, before the Braves start they'll do um, Georgia, Georgia Tech at Truist Park in Atlanta. Which is cool. And um, it's a benefit for Children's Health Care of Atlanta. We do that. Uh, but I try to catch a couple of baseball games, a couple of basketball games. It, it's interesting you mention that because as I'm driving home from Florida last Sunday, I'm thinking, boy, this is winding down. What yeah. am I going to do in, you know, four or five games when it's all over? I'll wake up the next morning and say, good grief, what am I going to do for the next nine months? It's winter. I hate it. It's a struggle. It's a struggle, but you know, you just gotta push through. You know, you can always have some drinks and make your <laughs> way through. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I um I you know I, I think the playoff the playoff is a point of contention. We don't have to talk long about this, but I, I, this comes back to you. So give me just a minute. The playoff. Everybody wants to know and try to figure out and get furious about who the top four teams are. Georgia kind of feels like number one with a bullet, but even that has some contention right now. Like, oh, well, who have they played? Look at how bad these teams are. Florida can't stop losing and all this crap. Fill in the blanks. But stats and 
but this, but best defense. I don't care. I love any given Saturday so much more than any playoff really ever could be. And and trying to fix it is, isn't, I'm not sure it's going to help that many people that much more than any Saturday could, right? <clears throat> Saturdays mm-hmm. where all the power and energy and potential and frankly, the, the uniqueness of this sport, it all comes mm-hmm. from Saturdays. And I think a lot of people, I say a lot of people, the people who experience it the most and who have the biggest voices in the sport, who tell other people how to think, act, and feel and behave related to it, they take it for granted. You can't help it. I mean, there's part of the problem right now is there's so much good football from coast to coast that if you're trying to analyze it all or even just a small or a large fraction of it, it starts to cloud your mind with really how good this sport is right now. Trying to dissect all these teams who are playing. There's so many teams ranked in the top 25 who any one of them could have been a number one team 20 years ago. You know, in the last era. Georgia, are you kidding me? Georgia's finally, I say finally. They're kind of finally coming into the modern day era of of offenses, right? Offenses starting to define the game more than defense, except then there's Georgia, who kind of reminds us that defense wins championships, right? Mm-hmm. But it's still interesting because they're that good. Part of the problem with um, the playoff thing, like last week, we were watching, I guess, did we get to see two Braves games while we were in Jacksonville? It seemed um, like the Braves stuff was going on all the time. There were chants. There were tomahawk mm-hmm. chops. It was it was nonstop Braves. I know we were watching it out that one night, and it was a blast to be around Broad a number, yeah. bunch of Broad Braves number. fans. But then Wednesday, after the Braves won the World Series, I turned the radio on because I wanted to hear about the Braves and it was all this fury about the stinking playoff rankings on a Tuesday. Like, I, I don't know, man. It just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. You were at the game in Athens Saturday. The, were the Braves there, or was that just the mascot? Tell me more about what happened with that. I didn't get to see that part. They don't show it on TV. They had the mascot there. That's um, it. Okay. And I think they had, they had the Braves player who has the blonde hair, kind of short-cropped. So they did have one of the Braves players and Blooper, the mascot was yes, there. Yes, Blooper. I don't know why right. I can't remember his name. Yeah. The only but one that matters is Gritty. To, I will have to say um, they also did, Georgia also did an, an awesome halftime tribute to Coach Mark Rick. Now you're um, talking. You know, he's got Parkinson's. Yep. And over the years when he was coach, I heard him speak at several Bulldog Club meetings. He's got a great story. He is a class act, and I was glad to see Georgia do that, despite what people say about him coming up short a couple of times and this and that and the other. The guy was a class act. He ran a class program and um, deserved every minute of that tribute Saturday. And um, you can tell, sadly, that the Parkinson's is is catching up with it. Oh, no, really? Yeah, you could tell. I hate yeah. that for him. Wow. He, he moved slower than he normally has. Um, but, you know, they did that. And, of course, you know, Blooper and, and one Braves player, I can't think of his name, was there. And, um, you know, so it, it was, you know, it was exciting with the Dogs number one and the Braves winning the World Series. And, you know, um, it, it's just it's an exciting time here in the Atlanta area. It is. Mark Rift. Mark Richt is a living legend. I always liked him. I always thought he was a great leader. I really mm-hmm. liked how he responded and dished out discipline at the University of Georgia. Yeah. I think that, yeah. you know, 
there aren't that many guys left like it. And once they're gone, they're all gone. You know what I mean? So we kind of, you know, a lot of people, for example, don't love Nick Saban. Mark Rick arguably had better discipline than Nick Saban. But again, we're, we're losing guys like that. There's also less need for that kind of discipline. With The sport sort of has more, how do I explain it? Like, There's more good guys in it, so to speak. You don't have guys getting in trouble left and right like you used to have. And I'm not pointing fingers at anybody, certainly not Georgia. Everybody's had plenty of problems before. But uh, Mark Rick, I just always loved the way he handled any of that stuff every time. He, he didn't put up with a lot of crap. And, you know, what people have to understand is they're student athletes. They're not athlete students. They're there as students <sighs> and they're using their athletic abilities to get an education. Yeah. And Mark Rick pressed the education button hard and the discipline. He didn't put up with any crud from anybody. No. He didn't. And I have a great deal of respect for him for doing that. Did you ever get to meet him? Yes. <clears throat> I met him at several Bulldog Club meetings. Um he had a great story, and, and, and I'll, I'll make this as short as possible. He, talk, you know, he came in out of high school in, in Miami. He was going to go to Miami and start four years. And then a guy by the name of Bernie Kozar came in. We know how that worked out. I've heard of him. Then, then he thought, well, you know, I'll, I'll get to play some, and then I'll go to the NFL. Well, he got um, – I, I read he got invited to camp by the Denver Broncos mm. at the same time a guy by the name of John Elway came in. I've heard of him too. And, it was at that point he said, I realized this is not my direction. And, and then that's when he went to coaching. Great, just a great story and a great guy. And um, he, you know, when his time comes, he will be missed. Um, but I love coaches that are disciplinarians yep. and they keep these kids straight because, you know, when football's over, it's over. So they got to have something to fall back on that education. And, you know, learn how to be disciplined and, and be, you know, be a good person instead of doing all kinds of crud and um, getting into trouble and, and just not being successful. And so I'll, I love a disciplinarian. My father disciplined us when we needed it. And uh, I love coaches who are disciplinarians. You know, yes. you, you mentioned also, you know, Mark Ricks had some narrow misses. Oh, my gosh, he didn't beat Nick Saban. Give me a break. He also was an exceptional coach in spite of anything that anybody mm-hmm. could cite about what he didn't do. I hate that argument. I just, I love, he was at Georgia for a long time, multiple titles. I, he just did a lot for that program. Um, and, you know, look, you're, you say he will be missed. He's missed already, man. I, I liked him being a part of the sport. You know, I did. Even when he wasn't at Georgia, but I loved him at Georgia. So there's that. Yes, uh, um, I have an immense amount of respect for Coach Rick. I yep. do. How do you feel I about do. Coach Smart? You like him? Um, <clears throat> yes, I do. Um, he, again, is a disciplinarian. Um, he is a Georgia guy. He went to Georgia. That's right. He went to Georgia. Um, he's a Georgia guy. And um, I love his energy. Uh, you know, Georgia, the athletic department hired a guy and get this great, his job is to make to hold Kirby Smart on the sidelines. <laughs> if you watch on TV, there's a guy behind Kirby Smart holding him by his belt, yeah. his, his pants. That that's what that's that guy's job. What do they call but him? The pullback guy? Yeah, yeah, he has to the pullback guy. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the energy from Coach Smart permeates into the team. Yeah. Now, getting back to Coach Rick, but the one thing it, 
it, and I'll say this, and, and hopefully you understand what I'm talking about. The one thing I did not like about him was he had kind of a laid back attitude about things, kind of, you know, things will work out. And there was no sense of urgency in certain situations. And that, you know, the coach's philosophy and personality permeates into a team. Coach Smart has a ton of energy. And I love that about the guy. And that permeates into that team. Yeah. They're energized. This is, you know, full throttle till zero, zero, zero on the clock. That's what Coach Smart brings to, to Georgia. And I love it. Uh, Coach Mark Rick loved Georgia. Coach Kirby Smart oh, yeah. has it in his blood. And I think, you're, to your point, he has energy that, frankly, I'm, I'm jealous of, William. But he, he that energy definitely taps into the youthful nature and fun and anger that Georgia's culture can definitely have sometimes. Like he's de- he, he represents that program perfectly. I couldn't think of a more yeah. perfect coach. I was optimistic when he got hired that it was going to go that way. Frankly, it's only gotten even better. And now he's reached... Certainly the top for what he's done there so far. He was one play away from winning a national championship, for crying out loud. Not that people aren't going to forget that, but number one right now, it's not a coincidence to me, and the future sure looks bright in Athens. That's the truth. Yes, it does. He's doing great. He has – the recruiting has been so well the last few years. He's now at a point where he has the depth where – there's not a there's a very little drop off in talent between first and second string and not that big of a drop between second and third string. That comes from years of successful recruiting and he, he's got it going on and and I think the 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 basis has been set for several years of, of a great amount of success at Georgia. But I've heard people over the year complain about it, you know, because, well, he only wins 10 games a year. And they fuss about that. And I just say, wait a minute, hold that thought. How many schools in Division 1A would love to win 10 games a year on, on a, a, a yearly basis? And people say, well, you're right. I don't complain about <clears throat> winning 10 games a year. Do we all like to win championships? Yes, we do. Am I going to complain about winning 10 games a year? Certainly not. Because nope. there's a lot of schools, you know, ask Vanderbilt. They'd love to win 10 games. Yeah, Think both about of them. that. Yes. <clears throat> so I don't, I don't, you know, people complain about that. I say, look, don't complain. 10 wins a year is pretty good. And you get an extra ball game, you know, in, in December or January. And um, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Georgia keeps putting themselves in these opportunities to win <clears throat> championships, right? It's one thing to not just get elite level talent like Matt gets upset about this um George Matt Matt McGahey um he's on, he's been on here plenty of times he gets upset he gets a, he takes the bait from a lot of people and he knows this I'll call him out for it so I hope he's listening but, but like Florida State had the number 1 class and that same class was the first team that we'd ever seen in our lifetimes not make it to a bowl game for the Seminoles. Like, there's something to say about development when you're winning 10 games consistently every year ever since you became a head coach. So there's no argument there. Kirby Smart's a great coach. He's got the program in a good place. I wouldn't say there's nowhere to go but up, but right now he certainly has gotten it higher than I think maybe we likely should have expected, and it doesn't look like it's going anywhere but up. It's definitely not going down. Um, I forgot where I was going to go with that, but... The You're future's exactly bright. Right. Again, to your point, if those things weren't happening, 
I would, I'm not going to say that you wouldn't care. It wouldn't stop you from showing up and having a good time. And that's what I think deserves to be celebrated more. That's what I think some programs do out there. I say programs like commentators and um, television programs do out there like game day to celebrate this stuff that's more extracurricular. It's not just the X's and O's. It's not just getting upset about who somebody says is a better team than who on a Tuesday night. Good grief, y'all. We had football, by the way, live action, some action on Tuesday, and people were watching this stupid poll. I wasn't. I was watching football. Give me a break. Celebrate every single snap. Every Saturday is just so much better than any of that stuff. Now, look, let's say the, the wheels fall off the wagon for, for Georgia. Like, what's the worst case scenario? They lose the SEC this year again. Maybe we shouldn't be talking like that. But that doesn't mean that you can't and won't have a good time and help show others how to have a good time. Every single Saturday, that's what's crazy, man. That's why you're here. That's why it's important. It's never, ever lost on me. You talk about Vanderbilt. Come on, man. I don't know how many people travel from Vanderbilt. I'm not saying they don't have fans, but it's not the same as being at Georgia. It's not the same as being in Athens. And it definitely deserves to be celebrated more often and not taken for granted ever, never. You're exactly right. And I I tell folks that complain like that, I say, look, you know what? I equate attending Georgia football games or, or any school, you know, whatever your school you're a fan of, to voting. If you didn't vote, don't complain. <laughs> if your fanny is not in a seat every Saturday afternoon, then hush. Don't complain. I, I don't want to hear you complain. Or what really irritates me is when, you know, things kind of get south and people jump off and then they get good and they jump back home. No way. <laughs> no way. I have I have sat through six and five years. Yeah. In 1990, my brother and two of his buddies and I went to every road game. We were, oh, I think, oh, and six on the road. Oh, gross. I mean, but we went. Yeah, that's been a and while. Don't just get your fanny in a seat and support your team win or lose. I, just, I hate fair weather fans. I hate it. I, I really do. And those are the ones that complain. So don't complain to me unless you're showing up every Saturday. Don't. No, I don't hear it. Bravo. <laughs> I brought a couple thousand Georgia Bulldogs fans with me, bro. That's them. They hear you loud, and they hear you clear. <laughs> you Sorry. also you also have fans who, I say you, it's not unique to Georgia, but people who, they're not just Fairweather fans. They put in a ton of time and effort and energy and analysis into this stuff, and they encourage people to feel bad. I can't stand that, and I, I don't want to talk about them or give them energy. Again, that's why we're talking to you, William, because you do the opposite, and Georgia has plenty of those people. Again, it doesn't necessarily make you unique, but you've been doing it well. you got a process. You've been doing it for a long time. I got to benefit from it, man. So once again, thank you. It was such a blast down there in Jacksonville, man. And I don't know how different it would have been without you and your process. I'm sure I would have had a good time. Look, I know how to show up and have fun, too. But, man, I cannot thank you enough for letting me be a part of the process, man. I, I had to borrow Georgia clothes, man. I'm not trying to hide that, but... It was a blast. I felt included. I felt like definitely part of a bigger whole, which, again, not necessarily unique to Georgia. This experience obviously and clearly was. Um, I am I, I am fully recovered. I think I can say that. Because <laughs> it, it wasn't just that you were drinking a lot or around like a lot of bad food and stuff, but it was that it was relentless. It was from dawn till way too late. Yeah, it, it uh, you know, I, every year I, I, I'm sad to see it end, but in the last few years I'm going, you know, I'm, I'm getting kind of tired. You know, we get to the court class game, which I'm saying, you know, I'm kind of tired. 
But then, you know, after the bowls are over and I look up and I say, golly, man, I miss it. You know, I've noticed I've gotten a little older, so tougher to keep, you know, catch your breath. But, um, yes, we it's dawn to dusk for Georgia, Florida, and, you know, in, in any way. Dusk? Game, Are you like, kidding me? It was, it was, it was <laughs> dawn to uh, 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it was late. It was after <laughs> 1 for what it's worth. <laughs> well, and, you know, I'm, outside of Jacksonville, my next favorite town is Nashville. I love going to Nashville. Nash Vegas, I love it too. I love Nashville. That is the only town I've ever been to, Greg, where when you get out of a car, fun slaps you in the face. Yeah. And I tell people, if you go to Nashville and you don't have fun, you need some counseling, man. You, you need to go to the counselor Monday morning. Nashville gets labeled as sort of, and it is the country music capital of the world, and rightly so. It's it's the country, it's the Hollywood of the Southeast when it comes to music and finding talent like that. But here's the truth. Nashville is a music town, man. So is Memphis, but Nashville kind of gets mislabeled and misjudged, I think. Um, you're not wrong. Nashville's a blast. I've, I've, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm not going to Vanderbilt there because, you know, my teams don't play Vanderbilt very often. But I've seen Vanderbilt beat Alabama there before. That wasn't fun. That was a long time ago. I saw, back I saw before Vanderbilt I was having a lot of fun on my own in cities like Nashville. Yeah, Nashville is a town you can go to any time of the year and have a good time. And, you know, love the Strip, love Broadway. Got my three or four favorite old bars I like to go to. And... um you know, have have met a few folks over the years uh, that I've stayed in contact with, and uh, some folks I used to tailgate with, and um, just uh, Nashville is great. Um, you know, Lexington's fun, of course. <clears throat> um, uh, I, I think I told you when we were down in Jacksonville about my trip to uh, the Wagon Wheel, Tuscaloosa. Go on, you told me um, about it. Tell me again. Yeah, Tell me like I, I was drinking all day and don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a last October. I've got a really good friend of mine that lives in Tuscaloosa, and his son owns a bar. And uh, I, it's the wagon wheel. He said he said he couldn't get tickets for Georgia, Alabama, but he said, "Come on over, William. We'll have a good time." And my wife was at the beach. I said, "Okay, I'm here by myself. Might as well go." Sure. So, um, you know, got in Friday afternoon. We pussed around, had a few drinks, and then Saturday we got up. And I can't think of a little place that we went to for breakfast. And then at noon we were at the bar drinking. Watch football all day long. Can't say I blame and, you. And sadly, Georgia lost. You know, came home the oh, next no. morning. <laughs> Tuscaloosa. <laughs> it's been a while since but Georgia lost a football time, game. A good time was had by all. and uh, But I brought a little special gift back from Tuscaloosa. Her name was Corona. Oh, no, that's right. Yes, I got the Rona. <laughs> you can pick up worse things in Tuscaloosa. That's true. This, this is true, and I you know, I managed to muddle through it with a little bit of fatigue and some fever, but you know, I thought if I'd have just had one more drink instead of getting into that Uber, I might have beat her. Well, but, um, I'm glad you're okay. COVID's a son of a bitch, yeah, man, and it's, it's, it's taken far too many lives. And so I'm just glad when anybody says they had it and they got over it and you're healthy and better. And, yes, and uh, frankly, but, don't um, take this stuff for granted anymore, ever. Yes, uh, but uh, Tuscaloosa's been fun. Of course, you know, Auburn, you know, Auburn's kind of a, a funky town. Um, I'm close enough in Atlanta to, I can come and go in a day. It's an hour and a half. It's a little closer. I'm a little closer to Auburn than I am to Athens. It's oh, a little nice. easier to get to. Um, but a few years ago, 
me and CJ and my cousin went down to Oliver and um, they had a room for the weekend and then they made it a noon game and I told CJ, I said, man, save your points. You got, we got to get out of here Saturday because there's nothing to do. So the three of us went downtown. There's like four bars in downtown Auburn. One of them was okay. <laughs> it was. It, Keep it, going. This, it wasn't like Athens. Uh, no, but, it's not like it, Athens. No, absolutely it's, it's not. not like no. Athens. Like Tuscaloosa or, you know, wherever. So anyway, so about 8.30, my cousin was feeling a little bit under the weather. So the three of us went back to the hotel room. And I looked at CJ and said, dude, it's 8.30 on a Friday night. I'm not ready to stop. Uh. So the two of us walked over oh, five minutes down the street to the Mexican restaurant. Okay. Right? So we roll in there about 8.30, quarter till 9. You know, they close at 10. So I said, let's just go in and have a couple of drinks and, and you know, we'll figure something out. Yeah, something. So, Huh? You got to do something. It's eight thirty on a Friday night. Give me a break, Auburn. I'm not quitting at that hour of the night. Uh, on a Friday night, uh, uh, yeah, football game. Even the War so, Eagles are awake. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so after a couple of drinks, I said, I asked the lady at the bar. I said, Do you guys hang around after closing time and and, and have drinks? The staff. She said, Oh yeah, we do. And I looked at CJ and I looked at her. And I said, You think we could hang around with y'all? Grace sitting behind me was a bar manager, and he said, yes, you can. So after they closed the restaurant at 10 CJ, and I sat down for another hour and drank beer with the staff. I don't doubt that one bit. I just want to know, I wish we could talk to him, what that was like for that bar manager who was asked by you. You guys going to let us hang out? They're like, are you, are you kidding me? I'll come in on Sunday morning and open up the place. Let's go. But it, it's, it's what I always tell people. You know, you, it can't hurt to ask. The worst thing I do is say no. And it was pretty cool just sitting around with them for an hour or so. And so, you know, we, we kind of capped it off at about 11 instead of 8.45. And, you know, that, it's a noon game. It's about, it's, you know, it's your curfew time. But, yeah, we had a good time hanging out with the staff at the Mexican restaurant. And, you know, I told my sister and all that. And she said, you know, you know I, tell, I told her and I tell people like you, and they, you know, people that have known me for years look at me and say, "Only that happens to you, William." I said, "Well, you got to ask." We're yeah. taking the same here. Go on. All you got to do is try. Yeah. Do or do you not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that was a lot of fun too. And uh, but yeah, Auburn is it's yeah, it's okay. I'm glad I can come and go in a day. There's a uh, gas station that's attached to a Guthrie's Chicken, man. And that's all I really need to know about what to do and where to go in Auburn. They got a bathroom in there. Hey, do I need any other reason to stay longer in Auburn? No. Maybe for a yeah. football game. That's about yeah. it. Well, <laughs> the, the parking lot where we park at is about two blocks from, and if you've been, in, you know, been, have been to Auburn over the years, there was a, a barbecue place called the Barbecue House. Do you remember that? Uh, no. Uh-uh. Okay. Well, two or three years ago, the guy held out and held out. He finally sold that little lot for a million or two million, and now it's all these free free places and whatnot. But is this near the Tumors Corner? It's just the this. It's just say west of Tumors Corner. Okay. It's before you get into the downtown area. Then almost anyway. anyway um, yeah, that's fine. Let's. Go. I used to I used to walk down there. Okay. And get barbecue, but I'm telling you, their baked beans were to die for. Mm. And it was really sad to see that guy sell that place. But I think he sold that little lot for one or two million dollars. He held out and finally got what he wanted. But yes, I, you know, places like that, old places have been there for years. As they go by the wayside to this new stuff, it's really kind of sad. Um, yeah. And, and I, 
I missed it, but you know, everybody's got to make their money. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it changes a lot of towns. Look, you're not wrong that maybe Auburn needs to grow some more and have some more small businesses and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it gets it gets kind of out of hand yeah. and doesn't always go the right way sometimes. Yeah. But you've been it down does. there. You've been to Tumor's Corner, so you've seen yeah. the giant Clemson Tiger Paw in the middle of that intersection. Yes. <laughs> I wish more people knew about that and understood it and frankly celebrated it like a Clemson Auburn rivalry wouldn't be that crazy to suggest if it was part of our history right I mean you're a history guy we would at least understand it and frankly it would be unique in the way that Clemson came from Auburn and that's why they're named the Tigers and all this other stuff. and it's not that far you know to drive to West Georgia so to speak I say West Georgia clearly they marked that line across the other side so it doesn't have to be in Georgia I understand you I understand oh. say no more but you're not that guy. You don't hate, and I'm not trying to hate on Auburn. It's just kind of fun to pick on them since you brought it up and they lost Texas A&M this weekend. However, you're not a hateful guy. I know you don't have hate in your heart for teams like that. Look, Matt, he hates Florida. He's happy to hear me say it right now. Oh, my God. He was savage. Anytime, I'm sorry, anytime uh, Georgia did anything in this game at the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, he was just staring at people, just staring at Florida fans. And literally, William, I don't know if you know this or not, Matt's on one side, rabid Georgia fan. On my other side is every single Florida fan. They were literally, I was sitting in between a Florida and a Georgia guy. And um, Matt's pretty savage about that stuff. Is there any team that you lean into the hate for a little bit? Like for me, it's Tennessee, who, make no mistake, I'm excited to see how good Georgia can do against Tennessee this weekend for their homecoming. I, I, I'm going to tell you this. To me, Florida is the Antichrist. I, <laughs> the Antichrist. There it is. <laughs> you got a little bulldog in you, William. I hear you. I'm telling you, and, and you know, if 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 Kirby Smart went one and eleven to beat Florida, give the guy a raise. Okay. He, he needs more money. And I had a, a good friend of mine out in Mississippi. He asked me. Yeah, he, he asked me several years ago, he said, William, he said, you really hate Florida, don't you? I said, yeah, I do. I said, I just, you know, they're just, you know, when Spurrier was down there, they were noxious and that. He said, let me ask you this. He said, if the Taliban were playing Florida, who would you root for? <laughs> without, without breaking a sweat, give me an Afghan flag. Okay. Uh... Now, the next one, the next school is Georgia Tech, you know, the North Avenue trade First of all, William, that's the, one the strike. North. You call them Georgia Tech. We know better than that on the gray zone. You don't call them Georgia Tech. It's just Tech. Now go on. All right. Well, they're the North Avenue trade school. <laughs> my grandfather. And one of the one of the best stories, one of probably my top ten road stories, it was twenty six years ago. My father and I went up to Atlanta to the Georgia the Georgia Tech. The Georgia GT game, which you call them GT. Sure, I understand. Um, and, you know, it was he and I and two Georgia fans were up to deck, number tech people around us. And the, the that game is the only other road game such Florida where the Georgia band doesn't spell Georgia cheer, G-E-O-R-G-A. No, it was 1990. And this was on the heels of the Jan Kemp case, you know, with the student athletes and the grades and things. Uh-huh. So as Georgia's band is doing that, these two tech students from three rows up, they were hammered. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh, that's how you get five credit hours in Georgia. 
What? Well, I didn't say anything. I just let it go because we were winning. Okay. So Georgia got the ball back with 40 seconds left to go. We were up by three. I looked at my dad. I said, well, let's go. He said, let's go. So we got up to leave, and they were still sitting there. Great, it had to be done. I said, fellas, read the scoreboard. That's how you get five credit hours at Georgia Tech. Uh. <laughs> Turned around and walked right out. What more could they say? Um, you know, yes. Uh, that's my uh, there he is. There you go. But yeah, Florida is, Florida is the Antichrist. Wow. Look, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. I couldn't tell by the way that you behaved with other Florida fans. Look, and I'm not trying to put it past any Georgia fan for the way they behave. Georgia, again, getting back to the way that Georgia fans behave as a culture, is a little bit more aggressive than most, right? It's a little, that's part of their identity. I celebrate that stuff. You just didn't show me that. That's all, especially in particular to Georgia fans. I'm sorry, to Florida fans. Like, uh, is it Kelly? Why can't I remember her name? Yeah, Kelly. Yeah, Kelly. Kelly. I talked to her. She's great. What a great mom. What a great Florida fan. I sat next to her son, Wyatt, um, at the game. And, you know, he's got friends literally on the Florida team. He handled it well. But I I didn't. Honestly, I'm a little surprised to hear quite how much you hate the Gators. So um, I'm sure you're probably enjoying all this turmoil they're having right now after losing to South Carolina. Of course. (laughs) Maybe we should all go down and help Dan Mullen get boxes from the liquor store to pack up and move. Honestly, how... Look, I'm not trying to make anybody feel sorry for Florida fans right now, but part of me is like, that's kind of inescapable. They... They didn't. They fired everybody else. I don't know if you heard about this. He fired yeah, like three or four different guys. OC and somebody else. They didn't fire him, which suggests to me they're probably not gonna. At least not right now. And that's. Um, I'm not saying they should. And I don't like to wish for coaches to get fired, mm-hmm. but um, that's almost worse. I think Matt would probably agree too. Like that they didn't fire him. Is this if you really don't like the University of Florida, that doesn't hurt. Well, the as. Um, Harry Truman said the buck stops at the top. Uh, okay. Ultimate moment's fault. And, uh, but um, Kelly and I have been friends for 38 years. We met in school. And, you know, for my, my Florida fans, you know, I, I'm courteous to them. I give them a little grief. Now, if there's some Joe Schmo sitting on the corner in blue jeans shorts and a wife beater giving me grief, oh, I'm going to give it right back to them. <laughs> the jorts. <laughs> The jorts. I'm going to give it right back to them. Uh, but, um, you know, you got to kind of you, you represent the university in some way. So you got to, you know, keep it low. But if somebody starts giving me grief, I'm going to look at them and say, I'm going to give it right back to them. But, um, yes, uh, I think Florida's getting to be a dumpster fire. And I bet you Dan Mullen is wishing he'd have stayed at Mississippi State where he could win nine, ten games a year and be a hero and wow. make a lot of money. And he was, too. Look, I've yeah. got a yeah, little... He was, he was winning consistently and making a lot of money, but, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. But I shed no tears for those guys. I've got a really short clip from his press conference this morning. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So y'all get to yeah. beat Florida... That then they get beat. You, you beat them up so bad. You beat Kentucky up so bad that they lost to Tennessee at home. You beat Florida up so bad that they lost real bad to South Carolina, who's not good this year, I hate to say. Mm-mm. You, Mm-mm. I mean, I hate to say that it's just so uncompetitive. That's what I mean by that. I, I, I don't think anybody expected Florida to lose, but not like this. And now, and this warms my heart, you get to go do the same thing to Tennessee. So please make it happen. Please score, I don't know, 67, maybe 77 points in this game. 
Um, I'm, all I can say is I'm just going to go and hunker down one more time and do my job and win and come home Saturday night, get up Sunday morning, and then, you know, get ready for the next game. You mentioned so before think, about how we all we represent our teams a little bit. I think we represent them a lot more than a lot of people like to suggest or believe. When you put that Georgia stuff on, you 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 do represent UGA, and and more, not just how you represent Georgia, but how you help it represent yourself. You do a great job of it. I I celebrate people like you who encourage others, even if it's only accidental, to sort of follow that way rather than to be toxic and hateful. Look, there was some hateful air. At at Jacksonville, I'd never been there again. Like so, the the stadium is half and half. Georgia on one side, Florida on one side. You all have to get in there and out of there. But all the tailgating all around the stadium is Georgia next to Florida, next to three Georgia, next to four Florida. Like the tailgates were spread out. The the uh, was it the State Fair campgrounds are down something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the um, yeah, there's uh, the the Jacksonville Coliseum. It's on the other side of the stadium from us. There's a baseball field where the Jacksonville Suns play. I don't think it's fairgrounds, but there's some open ground around those facilities. I think it was called the fairgrounds, but yeah, it's basically just tailgating. And, you know, for the most part, it was nothing but a party. But again, I'm aware enough of the air of violence around this game. And um, frankly, just the idea of what would have happened if Georgia hadn't won, I can't even imagine. Thank God they did. I say thank God they did. I loved getting to watch this Georgia team before perform the way they did. But again, do it to the volunteers. Are you going to Knoxville for this game this weekend? Certainly. Yes, brother. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. yes. Uh, <laughs> so save up all your poop until you get to Knoxville all week long, man. Just do what you got to do. Well, uh, you know, the, the guy that owns... I think it's the pilot gas stations. He's the big Tennessee money guy. Uh, okay. So when I go to Tennessee, uh-huh. I always stop in Dalton, fill up with gas, and I have enough gas to get back across the stadium. <laughs> My man. That's what I I'm talking I, about. I, don't I, spend any of that money there. I don't. I don't <laughs> like to buy gas in Tennessee. And, uh, I bring so, my um, own food yeah. into that town, man. Yeah, uh, but um, Knoxville is a lot of fun. I've had, I've had – you know, a lot of a lot of fun up there over the years, and um, uh, and and in '95 when I went with a friend of mine, that's when I met Matt's buddy Gary, okay. and then Gary introduced me to Matt. So, meeting going in '95 was what led me to meet Matt, and then of course you. So it, it's kind of it kind of worked out really well. You, yeah. Long story short, you met me because you went to a Tennessee football game. In, in 1995, me and a buddy of mine went to a Tennessee-Georgia game in Knoxville. Yeah. We went to the parking lot. We're tailgating next to um, these folks from from uh, Greer. Oh, my God. All right? Yeah, right. Um, and then, um, so I got, to, you know, I met Gary and, and Trish, and I saw them the next year in Starkville, 96, and um, Gary introduced me to Matt McGahee. Okay. And then Matt introduced me to you. But it's all because of Tennessee. Hello, I don't know what to do with that, friend. I guess is my point. It's just kind of, you mean to tell me that Tennessee had a positive impact on something in my life? I, I just don't want to believe it. I want y'all to crush them. I want y'all to put your foot on their throat and suffocate them and show them who the real dogs are because volunteers ain't bulldogs and Rocky Top go straight to hell. 
we're going to crush Rocky Top and it'll be just a pile of pebbles. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, pebbles. <laughs> just little grains of rock. Oh. <laughs> and we won't hear Rocky Top too much, thank God. Uh, Tennessee, I, I hate to say it, but Tennessee is playing some relatively, certainly more competitive football than they've done in a decade or more. Um, they've sort of gone, gone into the modern era of offense a little bit with Coach Josh Heupel. I don't think it's enough. I don't think anybody's going to even suggest it's going to be enough for Tennessee to do anything significant against the Bulldogs. But Matt and every other big dog fan like him, <laughs> their butts are going to pucker because Tennessee's going to score something. And when they do, they go bonkers. And you don't have to love it. Talk to William if you want to when that happens. Just do something else. Well, just as long as they leave the golf balls and the mustard <laughs> containers at home. <laughs> the trash yeah. pile. Oh, my God. <laughs> they bring it with them, buddy. It clings leave to them, them like magnets. But I think... <sighs> You know, Tennessee, to me, it's a trap game because they can sneak up on you if you let them hang around long enough. I think that Georgia has – the problem with Tennessee is they don't have the depth to say a Georgia or an Alabama has. They don't. And eventually the law of attrition, Georgia will win. But Tennessee, if we don't, you know, do what we need to do, They'll hang around long enough, and they might bite you in the behind. So I, um, get on them early, get on them often, silence the crowd, shut Rocky Top up, and then cruise the rest of the way. Foot on the accelerator. Hammer down. William, you are exactly right. The only problem is we've already been kind of respectful enough to Tennessee. We don't need to do that anymore. We're going to hate him. We want Georgia to beat the hell out of the Volunteers. 75 yeah. points to zero. Give me that zero. I hate three right. points. I would love it, and um, the more the more points, the merrier. Just get out of there with no injuries, a big win, and then um, then uh, you know we we get to do it all over again. And I think um, my lovely wife is working Friday, Saturday, Sunday next weekend. So I think next weekend, the last home game for Georgia, I think it's going to be a William in Athens weekend. That's right, baby. Do it. They know exactly Schwander what it is. Schwandering up and down Clayton Street. <laughs> oh, you've been there before? Yes, I have. Why am I not surprised? Yes, uh, the, the our favorite place in Athens is um, Roadhouse. Okay. Little bar, little bar next to Little Italy, a little great pizza place. Um, and yes. Um, okay, I haven't I, they, been. I haven't been. But the next time I'm in Athens, I'm going just because William told me to. Well, it's a great bar. Now, do they know my name? No, but I think I've been there enough. They might recognize my face, um, but um, they the do not know my name. But yeah, it's a great bar with cold beer okay. and great music. I'll take your word yeah. for it. I promise. Yeah. Every, anytime you give me a, a recommendation, I'm there. Uh, Wipeout was pretty good in Jacksonville. Of course, you know, we rolled in there and there wasn't but a couple of people there. And then for whatever reason, more people came in, and it got to be really fun. It really did. Yeah, Wipeout, I guess it's just a, like a sports bar. Um, yeah. And it's in Jacksonville Beach, but I definitely recommend it. They were super nice to us. Really cool people. There's a dog in there. It was just a cool hang, right? Yeah, and um, and then they had the, the karaoke going, which y'all had been talking about 
all the damn time since I got there that weekend. And I'm like, really? Mm -hmm. There's about to be a football game in a rivalry with perfect weather. And for the first time in a long time, the number one ranked George Bulldogs. And y'all want to talk about karaoke? And y'all were singing it in the parking lot even, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was not prepared for how much fun that place was going to be. Wipe out Bar and Grill. That place was super awesome. I recommend it if you're ever in Duval. Good food, too. Great little place. And, um, but I have to tell, if I've got enough time, I want to tell the story. Um, my, I got another bar story in Jacksonville. <laughs> um, four or five, six years ago, we all came in. We were staying at the Holiday Inn Express on Mayport Road. Okay. And as we drive in, everybody notices there's this little hole in the wall bar called Capnodis. 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 So on Saturday after the game, I think this was 13 or 14, four or five of us, we could walk. It's about an eight-minute walk. Mm. We walk in there, smoky dive bar, karaoke, it rocks, yep. right? So we do that for three or four years. Well, in 18, 18 or 19, they were on Bar Rescue, the show. That's right. right? So Matt and Al and I, Matt, Matt can, can tell you this as well, uh, we decided to walk down from the hotel. We walk in. There's no karaoke lady. Okay. okay. Whole different bar. So we, you know, it's 10 bucks. You get a cup. You can drink till midnight. and That's all good. So we walk in. We get our, pay our money. We get our own cup. We walk up to the bar, order a drink. And I asked the bartender, I said, where's the karaoke lady? She said, well, you know, after we were on bar rescue, she and the owner had a disagreement over money. Mm. He is now a mile down the road at the Mayport Tavern. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I looked at Matt and Alice, and I'd really love to go karaoke, but I don't want to figure out how to get another mile down the road. I, I just don't want to. Mm-hmm. So we ordered another drink. Well, in walks Mariah, who is one of the locals that, you know, you go down there once a year, and, and she's there. Mariah <laughs> was awesome. Mm-hmm. I met her. Incredible singing yeah, voice. Yeah. And uh, I said, hey, Mariah, how are you? She said, and I quote, she looked at me, she says, William. A karaoke lady knew you, y'all were here, and she sent me to get y'all. So the three of us got in her car. She took us down to the Mayport Tavern what? because the karaoke lady knew we would be there at Cat Modi's. <laughs> how about how, that? How did she know you were? Sorry, you caught me off guard. <laughs> Excuse me. How did she know you were at Cat Modi's? Because we had been there the last previous four or five years and did karaoke with her doing the karaoke machine. Oh, so it's the same people. You knew them from Capanotes and they brought it to Wipeout? She sent Mariah to get us to go to the Maple Tavern. Okay. Gotcha. Because she knew we would be there. Okay. Because that's where we we were coming the last four or five years. How cool is Uh, that? Well, that makes Um, a lot more sense while y'all were kind of buddy-buddy. That's super cool. So y'all literally see each other once a year. Right. After the ball game and She's very nice and, and um, just a, a joy to talk to. And so, um, um, and uh, so, yes, that's the Cat Modis to Maple Tavern story. That's awesome. That's great. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, crazy. I, I can't speak personally on Captain Nodis because um, that's the one place that was way too, that was after Saturday Night Karaoke, man. That was all I could handle. No way. I was never going to step foot in that place that night. No mm-hmm. way. I was toast. It it was it's a totally different vibe, and I I don't know that we'll go back again. It's a lot of loud music, and it's hard to talk and this and the other. But it, <laughs> it looked that parking lot was full, and there is nothing else there. Do I? Yeah, the parking lot was full. Yeah, it's full place. When I say and, full, um, I mean there were cars 
way out the, the concrete lot has lines painted for your parking spot like any parking lot does. Mm-hmm. And then they stop. But it didn't stop the cars from parking next to each other and just doing what they wanted to do. I knew what I was getting into with that place. And I just did not have 20 more minutes left in me, man. I came. We went back to the hotel, turned on Pac-12 after dark, watched Utah kick the crap out of whoever they were playing. And I fell asleep. <laughs> I needed it, man. It was the best sleep, too. Oh, my God. Well, it it, um, it was a lot of fun, and, you know, I only get to go once a year, so I have to get all I can out of Jacksonville before I leave. Man, I tell you yeah. what, we're going to get out of here, but William, man, thank you, thank you, thank you again for everything you did to make this incredible experience that much better for the world's largest outdoor cockpit cocktail party to watch the Georgia Bulldogs rank number one, yeah. beat the crap out of Florida, and they're going to do it even worse this weekend in Knoxville. Thank you very much. Don't forget. It was great to, to talk to you, Gray, and, of course, great for you to come. Please come again, and anytime you want to come to Athens, let me know, and, and we'll hook you and Matt up with some tickets and some more fun. And uh, just it's, it's great to share my stories. And, um, again, thanks for coming. I know it was an effort to get to South Carolina, so we really enjoyed having you all come down. It's an effort to go to any game, man. That's why you got to commit. That's why it's so important when the game is this fun and everything else around it is that much better. And, you know, it's it, you're not wrong. It's hard enough just to make a trip like that. But, again, to have so much of it planned and plotted out and to be surrounded, but not just you, buddy. We were on, around a lot of good people. John from Boston, Jim from New York, I mean, Noah, everybody. It was just a, a riot of camaraderie and friendship, and everybody treated me right. Everybody was super cool. But again, not having to worry about so much. Other, I say not even having to worry about it. I didn't have to think about it, not even a little bit. We, we were at Waffle House for breakfast right down the street. I didn't even have to look. Google Maps got me everywhere I needed to go, and everywhere that we went was because of you, man. So once again, thank you. I owe you one. That's the truth. Uh, anytime, I'll leave it with Go Dogs, and I'll be the one in red Saturday afternoon and not <laughs> I'll keep an eye out, man. I guarantee you there's going to be more than one. That's the truth. Go yes, Dogs. Go Dogs. William, thank you again. Uh, thank you for being on the Gray Zone. This is Gray Thompson. You can find us every week in Fett Greenville Magazine, FettGreenville.com. It's F-E-T-E Greenville. It's all digital. It's all good, baby. It's all free all the time, just like me and William. Um, go dogs, beat the hell out of the balls, and uh, we'll catch y'all next time. All right, take care, Greg. Not blue, not white, not green, just gray, just gray.